All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to another edition of Vitology. Ryan Paulson. Josh Rose. It's Hello. good to see you, man. It is yes. very good to see you. It's good to be back here together. Yeah, it's been a few weeks, hasn't it? It has. It yeah. has. I mean, one of the weeks uh, we had Caleb Kaltenbach. So uh, so that was that was the uh, the podcast feed. Oh, my goodness. You guys, if, you oh, didn't, my word. if you didn't check that out yet, hit pause unless you're watching this live, of course. <laughs> uh but go back and listen to caleb yeah he just uh i i thought i don't know what the feedback you got josh but uh i just thought he did a wonderful job um really helping us engage the tension of of truth and grace and what that looks like i i, I got nothing but positive feedback from this so i mean by by everybody and mm -hmm. all kind of stages of life. Um, even, even people that I know from, you know, even different kind of theological, like, yeah, I don't know, perspectives even, um, everybody just loved it. And one of the things that I thought was just the best is I, I haven't laughed that hard oh in a long goodness. time. He's and, hilarious. And I'm not just saying laugh that hard at church. I mean, I, I just haven't period. laughed that hard period Yeah, in a long time. Yeah. That was really even just that was just good, good for my soul, right? <laughs> just to laugh. He was so funny. He really was. He really, really was. That was great. Uh, um, so that that is a. Uh, I mean, I I highly recommend checking them out um, and checking that out. So that's on. If you're if you're joining us on our podcast feed, uh, you can just go to the you know episode uh, thirty seven is is that and it goes it, on the podcast feed you'll hear the q a so it's about an hour and a half yeah. when you get to all the q a and everything um and uh but it was well worth the list oh so good so good yeah yeah so that and then last and then, week we were off yeah for was it thanksgiving, thanksgiving. Last week? yeah last week was thanksgiving yes yep yes does it feel to you like it was a long time ago you have to ask it, it was a long time ago yeah it sure right, was good. yeah good. so what did uh, any thanksgiving i mean thanksgiving? we had a great time uh my uh in-laws were with us and then my dad and my brother came uh -huh. and we just had a great time nice. yeah yeah so, so okay pretty laid back pretty so chill. you had both sides of the family there yes. and your dad yeah yeah and, yeah all right that's cool yeah and so, so okay so who makes the turkey in your family? Well, so uh, we you? had three turkeys this oh. time, not full turkeys, but um, so Vicky Stone joined us, our friend, uh. friend of ours. And so she brought a, a turkey that was stuffed with Italian sausage to no. the glory of God. It was so Wait, good. Yeah. Italian. And olives. And oh, man. Wow. I mean, it was just like oh, over the top. Um, I smoked one on my Traeger. Ooh. So that was good. Really enjoyed that. And then we did one in a uh, roasting pan and i'm telling you they were all all three for three wait, man now three turkeys do you still have turkey we still have, turkey. You still have quite a bit oh, of turkey yeah yeah because how yeah. many people i mean had, i'm kidding we had like this is a 12, math break. 13 yeah. 12, okay yeah. Th three turkeys for that wow yeah that's impressive that good. good way to go way yeah. to go so let's well okay we I didn't represent... smoke a whole turkey though i did yeah uh, and vicky didn't bring a whole turkey so, got it okay, you okay. Know. all right all right yeah that was fun what I, about you I, every time people talk about smoking turkeys i don't know why it, my mental imagery is them actually like smoking yeah i no. didn't grow up with like smoking meat Traeger. It just seems weird Traeger. Uh, you know not yep. that i grew up smoking other things but <laughs> i mean i just that's in my mind it just seems like a weird thing to say that i smoked meat yeah 
So, okay, there you delicious. go. It's delicious. All right, good. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, so of those three ooh, options, ooh, what, what would ooh. you, I mean, what would you recommend? I mean, it, it's hard to beat a turkey that also has sausage in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. I bet. Yeah, I bet. Aren't yes. there like what do they call like a there's like a turducken? Yeah, what is this? That, no, this is way better. Different. Okay, that. that's I don't know yeah. what that is. All right. All right. So um okay, so we we uh were at the beach all yeah, week. Exactly. So we were camping at the beach and uh we had we had 24 <laughs> at the beach. So my parents, um, I, my wife Beth's parents, so my in-laws were there, or my mom was there, and my um, my in-laws, and then uh, my sister and her family. Let's see. Then we had two other families with us, some of their parents, and you know it was right crazy. On. It was crazy. And I, I fried a turkey, so we're representing quite a bit we of are. turkey There's options four here. Options. Yep. Oh yes. So on the beach, all the oil, frying a turkey. Mm. It good it was delicious it was glorious it was great i mean great time and and a, and a couple nights before we had some 35 i think <laughs> for a thing at the beach we called uh we called our friends giving fiesta yes taco tuesday yes and so oh my goodness that was fabulous we were bummed to miss that oh, for sure that was but, that was so much fun but. so it was just a it was a blast and it was it was kind of I don't. You're uh, camping. A lot of times doesn't seem like it's all that relaxing, <laughs> and it and there's definitely times when it's not. And like the cleanup, you have to and putting stuff away and all that stuff is a pain. But it was just, it was so nice just right to on. just to uh, relax a bit. Good. Did a lot of running at the beach, which is not mm. a bad thing at all. No, I know. So it was like really yeah. nice too. Oh, the yeah. weather. Oh my goodness! If you're if you're listening here from out of state, you might just want to like mute us for a minute because we were. I mean, it was it, highs during the day were in the you know 70s. I think it got to 80 one day. I it was beautiful. I was Glorious. swimming in the ocean without a wetsuit on. Wow! I mean, almost it was just it was crazy. That's awesome. It was crazy. It wasn't even it wasn't even very windy. I mean, so I, I apologize to the rest of the world that you don't live in heaven <laughs> because I feel like we do sometimes. It's glorious. It is. It is glorious. Yes. Yep. And so, but um, now that uh, Thanksgiving is done, uh, it is official that we can actually say Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Tis the season. Tis the season. Yep. Yeah. In fact, uh, my kids asked to watch a movie, a Christmas movie mm -hmm. um, on Wednesday night, and I said no. Yeah, good for you. Because I don't think it's allowed. Yeah, no. But Thursday night. Thursday night is perfectly sure. okay. Yeah. I'm just one of those that I just, I don't, I mean, I'm sorry, everybody. I know there's people who love the music. I don't want to hear the music until after Thanksgiving. Yep, I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. Okay. And now that we've turned the page in the calendar, yes. we've, we've got a new season upon us. Yes, we do. Yeah. A new season, a new series. Um, that. And uh, and so I want to ask you about the, the series, but I also want to ask you about this phrase that uh, um, I, I'm, I don't know. A lot of people aren't aren't as used used to because this season in the church calendar has been called has been called Advent. Yes. It's a, it's a strange sounding word uh, to a lot of people. But um, 
what what in the world is Advent? And is it like just another word for Christmas? No. Really? No, it is not. Okay. And actually, so technically in the church calendar, you have uh, four weeks of Advent that lead up to Christmas Eve. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then uh, you start Christmas time, which is you have 12 days of Christmas, hence the song, the 12 days of Christmas. There you go. There, that's where it all began. Okay. And so Advent literally means arrival. It means coming. Um, and so Advent is a season in the church calendar. Actually, it's technically the beginning of the church calendar. So that's ah. the where the church calendar begins in Advent. We sort of begin with uh, waiting, huh. waiting for God's arrival. Yeah. And um, I have to be honest, I didn't really understand Advent up until a few years ago where I decided I was going to use the lectionary passages, which mm -hmm. are uh, passages that the church has given um, down through history from different people. And uh, they've sort of structured the church year and given three options. Uh, so you have your A, B, or C, depending on what year it is, and different passages that sort of guide you through the season. Mm -hmm. Well, I just decided I'm going to preach through the lectionary passages and sort of call the season Advent and really lean into um, liturgy. And it was a great season. But what I realized was I knew nothing about Advent because I'm looking at these passages going, well, where are the nativity scene? Like, where's the birth of Christ? Like, why aren't we talking? Why is John the Baptist showing up yeah. in so many of these? And huh. so I really had to wrestle with it and and try to figure out what is this season? Mm. So one of the greatest helps to me in that was a theologian by the name of Fleming Rutledge. Okay. That's actually where I developed my theological crush on Fleming Rutledge <laughs> was during Advent because um, she's brilliant. Yes. And she preached. Um, she's an Episcopalian priest, I believe. Yeah. Or is she Anglican? You know, I think she's they're very similar, but I think they're um, Episcopalian. And um and so she'd preach on Advent for years and years and years. And, and there's a book that's a compilation of all of her messages. And okay. so I really started to learn, my goodness, there's a lot of, of waiting. There's a lot of darkness. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of anticipation uh, that Advent really invites you back into. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've grown to love the season of Advent for what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't do a, we don't do Advent necessarily. Yeah. Even though we we acknowledge Advent, we we give it a wink and a nod. Hmm. But if you do a real Advent, you don't sing Christmas songs up in, until, until Christmas. Christmas. And Christmas time is when you sing Christmas songs. That's you know, twelve days isn't enough time for us, and and it seems weird to sing them after Christmas. It We're really like, does. Let's put it away. Yeah. We're done. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would. And so Advent, if you go to a, a liturgical church that huh. honors Advent, it will be dark. Interesting. It's, you're waiting for the light to break in. Interesting. So, okay, that that year you did that. Is that were you in the middle of preaching it before you re, like started realizing? No, what I it was, committed or? to it. I okay. told our staff, "This is what I'm going to do for Advent." All and right. then I started reading it and went, "Oh crud! <laughs> I've got four passages to choose from because lectionary lays out, you know, they yeah. lay out an Old Testament, yes, a yes, wisdom yes. literature, and um, a gospel, and then uh, an epistle also, and." I have, I'm like, I have four passages to choose from. And I don't like any of them. <laughs> None of them are, are Christmas. They're not Christmas Yeah. Interesting. So I decided to go with Isaiah and anyway. All right. So All right. anyway, but did, I, I now, loved it. In but you end, guys still sang Christmas songs? We did. 
yeah. leading up to yeah. it. So it yeah, had a feeling of Christmas. It felt like Christmas, but the messages weren't uh, what you would have expected. Interesting. I loved it. Oh, I loved I it. I bet. Um, I can remember Christmas Eve that huh. year. It was Second Samuel chapter seven, which is the Davidic covenant. Wow. And I know you're like, wow, what? I would never have chosen it, but wow. I was committed to it. Okay, and ended up preaching it, and and actually okay. really really loved it. So I guess so. I mean, that's where it makes sense. The Davidic covenant is answered in the the child that's born the next day, right? That we celebrate absolutely the next day. So that, well, that read, makes sense. If you read through Mary's, huh. um, uh, what the angel says to Mary. Yeah. Uh, in Luke chapter one, which we'll actually talk about this week. All so right, spoiler there you go. alert. Um, there's so much of this language is mm. the Davidic covenant. He will be great. He will be called son of the most high. The Lord will mm -hmm. give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign on the house of, over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom. There will be no end. And this is very similar to what God tells David wow. in the Davidic covenant. There you go. Anyway. I love it. I love it. And so the 12 days of Christmas are after. They're See, after. I think, I think I thought it, and I think we people often talk about it as leading up to it, um, or they get that quite confused. Yeah. So you, uh, you have Christmas, and then you have Epiphany that yeah. follows that. And anyway, so there's a whole rhythm to the church calendar that really um, invites us in. And yeah. Um, and, the goal is to walk the journey of the life of Jesus throughout the year. Okay. But do you know why there's a partridge in a pear tree? No, no idea. You know, come on. No idea. <laughs> a right, lot, of, lot of poultry going on. <laughs> a um, lot of poultry. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, um, but I mean, speaking of actually, this is a, this is a good topic to, you know, promo uh, an event we're going to do uh, in a, in let's see, two weeks, two weeks from today. Weeks from today. That's right. We're going to be doing a, uh, uh, having a little fun with Christmas, um, Christmas time, some Christmas trivia um, out on Wednesday night here at the church over in the chapel. We're going to have some fun together. It's going to, you know, even play some games. Right on. And stuff like actually have some, you know, trivia game type things and, uh, and have some fun. But then we're going to do some, we're going to do some talking about, uh, I, I don't know how to say this, the, the, a side of, of Christmas that uh, we don't really talk about the history of Christmas. It's yeah. going to be, it's going to be interesting. And if that sounds boring to you, oh my word. It, I, I promise you it's not no. because there are some fascinating decisions that the church made throughout yes. history. Yes. Um, that, for example, the reason we celebrate Christmas on December 25th. Yes. There is no good reason. Um, At least not, for yeah, I mean, Jesus was definitely not born that well, certainly <laughs> anywhere not. near there. And I mean, for so long, the church tied the birth, uh, the celebration of the birth of Christ yeah. to um, the equinox, yes, right? Yes, yes. And but that's not on December 25th nope. either, nope. So, what's the deal? Yeah, we're gonna tell you what's yep. the deal. And we're going to get into the history of it, which, yep. which yep. I'd argue is actually pretty interesting. It's so. interesting. It's unique. It is, um, uh, it's, it, I mean, controversial, I'd say. That, that Christmas, yeah, sure. I mean, we should, uh, we'll talk a little bit about, about like the, um, the irony of the war on Christmas. <laughs> As you want to know who fought the war on yeah. Christmas. <laughs> It's a it's the Puritans. Funny, oh my word! <laughs> that Christmas was banned. 
banned in America. In the U.S. In America. <laughs> in, by, by our the earliest people, by our founders. Yep. I mean, okay, little things like that the, 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 the Congress met on, I mean, they, they continued working on Christmas for, I, I have it written down somewhere, but numbers of years. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning of our country, they continued to meet right through. They didn't even celebrate it. Right. So there you go. Because they weren't heathens. <laughs> because only <laughs> heathens celebrated Christmas. That's right. Oh, my word. So you guys, it'll so be So much fun. good stuff. And it'll I think, fun. Josh, it, and we haven't even talked about this offline yet, so we'll talk about okay. it online. Here we go. But I think there's a lot that we can learn um, from our history about how to engage our present, which Absolutely. is one of the things that I'm really excited about too, Absolutely. is that the church has never been afraid of, <laughs> of hijacking holidays and making them their own. Um, oh. and they've never been afraid of meeting culture where culture is at, yep. um, in order to take them on a journey towards Christ. Mm -hmm. And whether it's in the bringing in of a, of a tree mm -hmm. into their house, mm -hmm. which has a history behind mm -hmm. it. That's not exactly Christian in its origin, mm -hmm. as we would maybe think of it, um, uh, or the date that Christmas is celebrated on, all of those were, you could look at them as accommodations to culture mm -hmm. that eventually took culture on a journey toward Jesus. Yep. And I think there's something that we can learn or at least be challenged by. It. Yep. Yep. So it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. So, okay. But that's, that, that's going to be fun. That's going to be unique. Uh, we're also in a a Christmas series during Advent. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, and yet this year, this year you're pushing into Advent-ish things a the, little the bit. The themes are Advent-y. Advent they are. <laughs> they are. New, new Advent yeah. Um, that's good. Uh, yeah. So um, tell us about a little of, of uh, maybe, maybe start with kind of the overall idea yeah. of this, this year. And then let's dive into. Yeah. The week. overall idea um, is born out of the best Christmas album ever written. <laughs> and I say that objectively. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so I absolutely love Andrew Peterson's album, Behold the Lamb of yeah. God. And it's a Christmas album, but it's really sort of an anthology where he walks through the Christmas story thousands and thousands of years through song. And um, by the way, I just saw that he is doing his concerts again live this year. And oh. I'm like, oh, I'm so tempted. I don't think I could make it out. But in Nashville. In, is it Nashville? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a brilliant album. It's beautiful. And so really, I'm playing off this theme that um, isn't his originally. It's actually John the Baptist <laughs> and yes. uh, uh, numerous people before that. But uh, this theme of behold the Lamb of God as mm. a Advent Christmas theme. And it actually really does fit with um, the church themes of Advent because John the Baptist is arguably the most important character in Advent. Yeah, interesting. Um, he's the herald, the one who's preparing the way, the one who's calling people out of uh, their their sleepiness to call them to awaken to the um, to the reality of God with mm -hmm, us. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. okay, so let's just so. Uh, He's the one that he's in a sense a representative of of how the Israelite people have been waiting mm -hmm. ever since, right? I mean, he's the he's he's the Elijah, yeah, right, that is coming before. 
Um, yeah, so that's Malachi 3, okay. right? Yes, yeah. yes. Where we're told that there will be an Elijah that will come and will prepare the way yeah. for the Lord. Yeah. yeah. And so um, so in, in a sense th that this Advent idea is entering back into a time before we knew there was, um, and before, when, when we're hoping for Jesus to come. Yes, right? it's the waiting. It's the waiting, okay. Right. Yeah. And uh, and so it's trying to, in a sense, get us thinking that way again. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so you begin Which is so hard yeah. because we know the end of the story, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I, actually, we know the we know the middle of the story. I guess is what the church would actually ah, yes. say. Like he he came, yeah. Right. And Christmas is about looking back. He came. Um, but one of the things that Advent does mm. is reminds us. Oh yeah, he came. And he will come again. Got it. Got and it. so we still are waiting. This we're in a season of waiting. Uh-huh. Even though we celebrate his coming, mm -hmm. we anticipate and enter into the season, uh, enter into Advent and remembering he will come again. So one of the interesting things um, is if you are in a liturgical church, what you will notice is that the time of year the church talks about the second coming of Christ is during Advent. Is Advent, yeah. 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 Yeah, because that's that's how we relate to uh, that season in Israel the most, right? Absolutely. We're, we're and and in the same way that they didn't know, right? We we don't exactly know. We have some ideas, yeah, right, yeah. of what it's going to look like, uh, but we we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. No, we don't. That's, yeah, and in a sense, our our job is the same as John's is mm. to prepare the way to get. Mm. To, to prepare people for readiness uh, for hmm. the coming of the Christ. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so that's what that's where you began, right? With uh, the first. Uh, and I, I, first I, one's about John. So yeah, it's about John. It's about his announcement: "Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world." And um, somewhere along the way, in my reading this year, I, I I came across this quote by Mary uh, Mary Oliver, this poet, and oh, yeah, she yeah. says instru her instructions for living are: pay attention be astonished and tell about it. I and I, I wrote that down when I read it and I thought, I love that. And it just sort of stuck in my heart. Hmm. And, um, and so that was a, one of the organizing thoughts of this message was how do we become people who pay attention, um, remain astonished and then tell about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, uh, that's a great way to, that's a great way to put it. I mean, I, all three of those are, are are difficult for us. Yeah. We're so distracted, right? So it's hard to pay attention to anything. I mean, how many times have you clicked onto something else while listening right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, how many podcasts do, do I listen to? And I'm like, I've gotten through it. And I thought, what, what in the world did they just talk about? Totally. Right? So, so we pay attention. Behold. <laughs> that, yeah, we behold. And then, oh, that, that. They'd be astonished. Oh my goodness, that's a that's a risky thing. I feel like it's a it's a we don't allow ourselves that we uh, risky. Maybe that's not the wrong word, but it's something that is. I feel like we let kids be astonished, but we don't as adults do mm. that. Yeah, that's true. Huh? That's true. And then tell about it. Well, if you don't pay attention, aren't astonished, astonished? There's not much to tell about, is there? No, there's not. Mm, interesting. Um, okay, so, and and yet here we go again. This is this is what 
John the Baptist was. I mean, he was, you know, he was paying attention to what was going on in the world. And he was paying attention to, to Jesus. He recognized Jesus. But even before that, he's, he's following God's lead, right? I mean, the Spirit's leading him to, to do all sorts of things. This guy, I think, I don't think we realize how big of a deal John the Baptist was. Huge deal. In fact, in those days, uh, I, I think if they were to say, like, who's going to be the more important one, Jesus or John the Baptist? They probably would have said John the Baptist, right? Yeah, which is why right after John's announcement of Jesus being the lamb who takes away sin of the world, he says, this is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. Yes. He's going to echo a very similar thing at the end of John chapter 3 in verse 30 when he says, he must increase, but I must decrease. And yeah, you're right. People are probably going, what? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was as if this is this is John the Baptist. John the Baptist is like the he was the cultural icon of the time, right? He was the celebrity, uh, yep. the celebrity preacher. It's as if he's he's giving credibility to Jesus, yes, almost, right? And then I mean that's even I mean, later he baptizes Jesus right yep. after this, right? So I mean it's interesting, and and we find out later like there's people that like Peter runs into that. That in Antioch, like far away, there were followers of John. Mm-hmm. That, that these, like John, had these followers, and they started communities that were off that heard about the baptism of John, but but not Jesus. That's right. And so he was a big deal. And so here he's he's recognizing something, but this is also not a, you know, this is not a typical Christmas. No, not passage. At all. Not at all. I don't think we've ever had a. Uh, Christmas sermon on this. I don't know that I've heard it. So, yeah. Um, but I mean, and it's, I mean, in the story, it's not Christmas, right? It's this, not, it's <laughs> not Christmas. And yet, um, tell us a bit about, um, about where you go with this. And, and I mean, okay, definitely let me ask why this passage then? Okay. I'll answer that. Do you want to go tell them to stop banging? Yeah. Or whatever? <laughs> there are some people. Drum, or 10 drummers drumming. I don't know if you can hear it. Lord we definitely can. Yeah. I've been trying to ignore it. And so if I you're mean, hearing I that. I sent a message saying, hey, could you guys. Anyway, they didn't. So, I, will, I will go while you answer yeah. that question. Yeah. Why John the Baptist? Yeah, good. Go. So why John the Baptist? Um, for Well, first of all, because Andrew Peterson put it as a part of his great album. Uh, and I say that sort of tongue in cheek, but this is the way he starts. And I think. Uh, he starts in the right way to say, what is Christmas ultimately about? And one of the things that it's about is God himself coming to the rescue of an otherwise doomed humanity. And so that was why it was so important for for us to set the stage to say that Christmas and and the message of God's rescue is um, is a rescue mission. It's not an instruction manual. It's not a, hey, you need to do this better. And if only you could reach this sort of level, you'd be okay. And here's the way you work yourself out of the predicament that you found yourself in. No, it's it's distinctly grace. It's God entering back into the story that he is telling to provide rescue for an otherwise doomed humanity. Hmm. And so we, I wanted to frame that for people in the way that the scriptures frame it. And one of the ways they do that is by referring to Jesus as the lamb of God. Yes. And that little, that moniker, that name that he's given has so much history. I just unpacked two ways that the Mm -hmm. Israelites would have seen that. Um, One of them is through 
the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 53, the suffering servant is referred to as yeah. a lamb. Yeah, we're here. It's like a <laughs> now there's something else going on, everybody. So if you're hearing this, I hope you're not. Uh, if you are, uh, let us know in the comments. But um, now I've told them to stop <laughs> drumming, but now something else is going on. That's hilarious. Uh, we're a little bit under construction here. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's behind it the lovely brick wall. Yeah. But anyway, so, all right. Anyway. All right. Where was I? Oh my goodness! Uh, so um, the different Jack lamb. Him. We were talking about lamb. Oh, the lamb. The lambs. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So Isaiah fifty-three. You yeah. have the suffering servant who is like a lamb led to the mm -hmm. slaughter. Isaiah mm -hmm. tells us. Um, we have uh, the passage in um, Exodus chapter twelve where there's a lamb that's slaughtered in order so that the angel of death, the plague that's given, uh, would pass over them. And then even if you go back before that, in Genesis chapter 22, you see Abraham and Isaac yes. um, going on a little hike where Abraham's going to sacrifice his son. And um, there's a lamb or a ram that appears yeah. in the tree. And it says God will provide the lamb. Exactly. God will provide the, the ram. So exactly. um, there's this a theme mm -hmm. uh, that's woven throughout the pages of Scripture of the ways that, of, that a lamb will, will save. Mm. And um, I mean, that's not even to mention passages in Leviticus that talk about the sacrifice of a lamb and mm -hmm, things like that. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a lot of history leading up to what John says on that road. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a very, yeah, it's a loaded term for them uh, more so than us because they were used to sacrificing mm -hmm. lambs, you know, and, and now for John to say, this is the lamb. Yes. This is, this is the sacrifices. And he's saying something very, very profound. Very profound. Um, yeah. oh, okay, so can I give us, uh, like, this is a spoiler alert please, for what's coming please. up at the end of um, this series. Oh, by the way, thank you, Austin. Right on. They can't hear us. Good. They can't hear all the. Good. So we'll stop talking about it. Now, we'll this, this it. is potentially conspiracy theory okay okay, okay so, come on we, i don't know I like if it'll it. make the it'll make the message okay I, i'm not sure yet i'm not i'm not totally there but there are some who suggest that the shepherds who hear the announcement of the angels are in a unique spot shepherding okay where their job was actually to care for the lambs that would be uh -huh. sacrificed in the temple no way. So huh. they're they're literally caring for the lambs that would be given as a sacrifice for sin. Hmm. And so there's these bookends. I've just I sort of accidentally designed this series with these bookends where behold the Lamb of God, and then the last one is behold good news or behold gospel. Yeah. Where um we're once again reintroduced, not not just to the lamb, but to the shepherds. As they hear the announcement from heaven about the lamb. Whoa, whoa. Anyway, so whoa. there's some interesting. We'll, we'll get to weave that together later on in the series, okay. which will be okay. sort of fun. Anyway, so throughout the series, what uh, this or throughout the sermon, what I really wanted to do is just unpack who cares, hmm. right? Who cares that, behold, Jesus is a lamb who takes away the sin of the world. And I felt like we have to locate our problem and a problem is sin and um, that Jesus care. If Jesus carries away sin, what does that mean? Um, and I said, well, it means that our enemy is defeated. 
Um, it means that um, our fear is overcome. Mm -hmm. It means that our guilt is taken away and it means that our shame is no more. Yeah. And so the invitation was to really believe that mm -hmm. and allow him to do that. Mm -hmm. So mm. that's where we went during the message. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, there's a, and a, you know, once again, if, uh, if you haven't, heard that message, you can go to our other podcast feed. You can go onto YouTube, um, onto our Emmanuel Faith channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, you just click the little <laughs> icon and uh, and you can listen to that message. Um, it was a great one. And and I mean, I think uh, I think I think God used it in some in some great ways. Uh, and I, I think it's especially you. It's neat to to be in a season where uh, culturally we're in Christmas and to kind of, it's it's a little jarring, in a sense, mm -hmm. to now talk about sacrifice and and lamb and and what what this what Jesus has has done for us. But it's it's exactly what we need to hear. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm always struck when I when I hear you know that Jesus is is given the name Jesus, which yeah. it's just two Hebrew words sort of put together, yeah. Yeshua and Yah, and and then the second part of that is Shua or Yeshua, what mm -hmm. saves or redeems. Yeah. And that Jesus's name literally talks about his vocation, mm -hmm. that he is the Lamb of God who will take away the sin of the world, that God is actively rescuing, saving, redeeming his, his people that he loves. That's right. So it's a good place to start an Advent series. I think so. I, I definitely think so. Um, you know, okay, let's get back into some of these... Uh, some of these things. The first thing you said that that he uh, we don't have to fear. No, that first thing defeats our enemy. Defeats our enemy. Okay, I I love that. To hear a uh, this is where I wanted to go with this. Um, here it is that the lamb defeats our enemies. Yes. Okay. That doesn't you know that doesn't it's a seem powerful like lamb. Uh, yeah, I, I just you just don't hear you don't think about lambs being yeah on the offensive very rare i mean i don't know of any mascots that are lambs Ooh, let's see Do you i don't i don't there are some weird mascots but there are um but lamb would be a strange <laughs> one actually you know why and it'd yet. be strange <laughs> because they usually lose they <laughs> do they do <sighs> yeah which is that that's the irony, that's the irony. right? That's the that irony is. of behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Mm -hmm. And behold that Jesus, the Lamb, appeared that he might destroy the work of the devil. Mm -hmm. That's uh first John chapter three, verse eight. Mm. And so yeah, the Lamb is victorious. The Lamb is victorious. I love it. I love it. That that imagery of 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 the Lamb, of Jesus as a lamb, is actually one that is uh is used quite a bit. You did some is, research on this. I did. I did a little bit. Um, in fact, I, I uh, so in our other podcast feed is our, um, <laughs> we have we have three at the church. This one that you're listening to, um, the sermon series, and then uh, and then our daily devotional yep. as well. And so you can go back and listen. Um, yesterday's devotional was, was one um, I wrote about the um, Almighty God as the Lamb. And so this is, and this is, this is huge. We, there's this, I think that we, we don't, uh, we talk about the lamb 
We definitely do. I mean, it's not like we avoid that. We definitely talk about it. But we often will say things like the lion and the lamb. Mm-hmm. And we'll use that as as a, as a phrase. And in, in, in our minds, I think it sometimes um, softens the impact of the lamb, yeah. that Jesus is the lamb. Because um, the lamb, like we said, it's not a mascot. It's not powerful. It's it's a lamb. They're they're kind of known for being kind of dumb. <laughs> they're they're you know it's just not like um, there's not much to it. So, yeah. but we really like the imagery of lion. Well, yeah, that's the king of the jungle. It's a king of the jungle, exactly. And 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 I I said I jokingly said in this like I don't maybe it would speak we we like lion because C.S. Lewis. And he made, you know, he made Jesus, that's a good point. Jesus Aslan, which I can't deny. That's one of my favorites. I love that image of Aslan, the lion. Um, it's it's a, it's amazing. The only problem with it is, it's just not referenced in the Bible that much. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the the Bible refers to Jesus and gives Jesus the title of a lion, a grand total of one time in the Bible. In one time, it's a book of Revelation. Now, yeah. um, okay, to be clear, there's a there is a s- reference in Genesis that is kind of like maybe you could pull out that may come as really? a lion. Um, the lion of Judah is okay. what. So that phrase is yeah. well, it's not really. It doesn't say lion of Judah, but it's it's the anyway. It's in the blessing. Uh, it, it's in the blessing. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. now, but it's not a title given to Jesus. The only time a title is given to Jesus is uh, is in revelation when there's a uh an elder um is in in john's uh vision here an elder says um he says uh does he use the word behold in the esv is it revelation five i believe five or i could look that up but yes i think it's five and uh he says he says um he may say behold that the lion of the tribe of judah and they're expecting the lion to come. But the one lion, of the elders said to me, weep no more. Weep no more. Behold. Behold. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Yes. And so here we have this scene where it's as if he's saying, like, the lion of Judah is coming. Like, behold, here he comes. Right? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is going to happen. But here's the problem. The lion never shows up. The lamb shows up. There's a lamb that shows up instead. Same same chapter. Yes, here you go. Worthy is the lamb who is slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb. And to the lamb. Be blessing and honor and glory and might forever yeah forever. now and the lamb is mentioned a lot more you you brought up a bunch of times when there's references to lambs but i'm speaking just as a title title an yeah. actual title yeah. that there are 30 times that the bible refers to jesus as the lamb wow and and a bunch of them most of them are actually in the book of revelation um so we've got one time that jesus is called the lion and it's really only because of the that was like the symbol of Judah, mm-hmm. so he's the lion of the tribe of Judah, and so that's that's mentioned once, and lion is meant and lamb is is given him that title thirty times, as well as a bunch of other references and a you know a bunch of other imagery about lamb, and so it leaves us with this the point is that that 
we serve the lamb. We follow the lamb. Right. In a sense, our mascot is the lamb. Is the lamb. Right? Not the lion. Right. Which creates all sorts of disorienting realities for us as followers of Jesus. Oh, yes. I mean, like, what does it look like to really be victorious? Yes. It's to give ourselves in love, right? That is the the way to become the lion is to embrace the way Uh, of the lamb, right? That's right. In this, to become victorious, to to be the king of the jungle, you actually become the lamb. Become the lamb, yeah. It's it's the, yeah, the way that Jesus won, the way that, as you're saying, he was victorious and the way he defeated the enemies was actually by losing in the worldly sense, right? Mm-hmm. In the, the the eyes of the world, he lost, he died, he was defeated. He, you know, he was the one who was sacrificed, right? But in the worldly defeat, he gains, he defeats the powers. I mean, yeah. amazing, brilliant. Um, and yet, this is what I find interesting is that we love the imagery of the lion. We do. <laughs> We'd rather that. And so much so that I think we we say those words together, the lion and lamb, it'll ruin. There's a great song. It's a fabulous song. But sang it on Sunday. We sang it on Sunday. And ever since this, I, I read this in a, in a, in a book a long, you know, a long time ago, but it's ruined that song for me. <laughs> the song Lion and the Lamb. It's a beautiful song. It's actually, it's a fine song. So he's coming on the clouds. <laughs> Kings and kingdoms will bow down. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so in the song, yeah. the lion seems to be a reference to the return of Christ. Yep. Where um, he will make his enemies a footstool under his feet. Mm-hmm. Now, push back on that in regards to the way that we view him as, or the way that he is the lamb, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. he, no doubt, so this is what, it, it, it doesn't ruin the song. Well, it's, no, I, it's, it's okay if it does. I'm okay with that. It's just that it, because yes, he the he is still the lion. I mean, he's called the lion. The lion well, of tribe Judah. Okay, once. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll allow it. Um, the fact that it's equal... <laughs> <laughs> side by side and the fact that lion is first <laughs> even, well, even by are we wrong in imagining that he comes back so distinctly different than the way he left huh right so there's a way we read the book of revelation yeah where um and and certainly uh-huh. there are passages and it, and it is apocalyptic in nature right that's mm-hmm. its genre there's no real debate about that um where it certainly seems like there's going to be heads that roll when he comes back. And yet when he comes to uh, mm. battle, yeah. his robe is already dripping in blood. It's he's dripping in blood before the battle, before the battle. That is, it's amazing. And so my, my proposal would be maybe he isn't all that definitively different than the way that he left. Right. No. Which, and, I, you know, here's the deal. Scripture says that he is the same yesterday, yes. today, and forever. Yes. Right. So it shouldn't shock us that he leaves as a sacrificial lamb and yeah. maybe he comes back in a very similar way. Absolutely. And maybe his victory then is not yep. all that dissimilar to his victory yep. uh, and, as it was previously. And the one time he holds a sword is right there. 
And he holds a sword as if he doesn't know how to hold a sword. What do you mean? His sword is in his mouth. That's the most useless <laughs> way to hold a sword. It's clearly a reference to something else, right? I mean, it's a clearly it's a reference to scripture, no right? Doubt, no doubt. I yeah. mean, <laughs> because that's not, you know, we don't have we don't have imagery of Jesus being the the, the conqueror, right? Right. In fact, we have imagery even in Revelation when it seems like he's coming back to conquer. The imagery is about the the one who is conquered coming back and the closest thing. I mean, he has a sword in his mouth, Yeah, which uh, is just not, not the most useful place to hold a sword. Yeah. Unless you're going to swallow it, and, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Anyway. I, so, so here he is the lamb and that's, that's our, I, I love it. I mean, that's our proclamation. Right. Is that, that we follow a lamb yeah who was slain that's heaven's anthem that is that is yeah and and that lamb is worthy to receive all glory all honor all power all dominion forever and ever yeah and and it's not yeah i think that's a great observation it's not like he comes back the lion because they're still singing about the lamb at the end right yeah i mean someone does say behold there's the the lion but then they're worshiping the lamb the lamb the lamb so he's like eternally the lamb right that's wild. he is eternally the lamb yeah wild mm. which is great news um for mm -hmm. sinful humanity you know yes yes so and and that was you know really where i where we were hoping the message would lead to was just a realization my goodness, this this story that we re-enter re mm. during the Advent season, during Christmas, is a story of God's love for an undeserving humanity, that he he's for us distinctly, and that one of the challenges for us is to stop long enough to behold yeah. and to take that in again afresh uh, this year. Yeah, this year. yeah. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, at the end that exactly how you said it, but, um, that, that the devil wants to keep us from beholding, right? Yeah. That that's, that's, that's as, good, as if to say, to stop us from being, um, being astonished, right. Yeah. To keep us from that, yep. that wonder that we're, and for, keep us from paying attention. Mm -hmm. Um, I, yeah, I think that's, that's what, uh, I think it's a great way to put it that, that we need to be continually awed by this shocked by the fact that this is the lamb yeah i think it's a good thing to be amazed by that it is and reminded about who he and is. it's a challenge right because we've heard the story a lot of times yes probably most of our listeners probably have yes yeah we've yeah been around it and we go oh yeah that's that's the that's the story of the incarnation mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but oh my goodness no this is we're we will be astonished for all eternity with hmm. the good news of that reality hmm. i love it i love it so well okay well um thank you and everybody as always um as you as you um hear these things as you think about and ponder um as you're astonished if you're astonished by any of these things if you're paying attention to any of these things I, I we want to encourage you to ask questions um you can always send questions uh, to questions at efcc.org. Um, you can um, write them in the chat. We'll do our best to get to them if you're uh, watching us live. 
Um, you can find us at some point and just ask um, if you're around here. And we genuinely mean that. I had somebody uh, after the our nine o'clock service that came up to me with a iPhone note full of questions. She's, you know, um, someone who's not doesn't come to church often. Her mom brought her. She was home for Thanksgiving and um, just really engaged um, seeker of spiritual mm-hmm. truth. And I can just genuinely say we love that. Mm. Like, bring your questions. She had some great questions about like, well, if we just believe that Jesus takes away sin, does that prevent us from doing the hard work of trying to figure out why we continue to hurt people? And is like him being our scapegoat, does that actually rob us of the ability to grow? And I'm like, that's a great question. Wonderful question. Great question. Wonderful so, question. Anyway, um, ah, w- just loved the engagement. So I think we want this to be a safe place, not only on yeah. the show, but at our church in general, to be on a journey, yeah, to wrestle. We're going to talk about that even this week. Yeah, Mary, yeah. I'd suggest to you that Mary, she discerns, right? Which is a way to say that she wrestles, she doubts, she she doesn't just go, oh, so I'm a pregnant version. Great. Mm-hmm. you know yeah totally, um, totally no she struggles with that yes just like anybody would i yes exactly so yeah i love it and and this is not meant to be the answer show either so actually i kind of hope you go away with more questions yeah you know um and that's that's a that's a good thing and so so anyway um we we love that you can always engage us that way now we do have a few things i want to take care of in fact um we have uh we have a, a segment we want to do, and then then we actually have some gifts to open because it's Christmas time. I don't know. I don't know how to even transition to that. When people bring you did. gifts. You open them on. You the just air. open them on the air. I, yeah. So yeah, some podcast listener actually gave us gifts. Now, not required. Sweet, not no, <laughs> no. But um, we just told her, hey, we're open on the air. And I don't know if it was a good idea or not. We'll but we're gonna. We're gonna. Minutes. A few minutes. But should we? Let's do this first. Okay. Let's. Okay. Here we go. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ryan brought a book. I did. You brought a book and today. It's an actual hard it's, book with it's a hard pages. Book and it's a hard cover. And um, <laughs> before I show you, uh, my goal over the next few weeks is to introduce some just Christmas books that I have felt um, for me have been helpful in, in helping me engage um, Christmas, Advent, All right. and um, and incarnation. All right. So good, good. This one is uh newer uh let's see this is a book that uh pastor tim keller wrote and it was uh released in 2016 but okay. here's the book it's called hidden christmas all right i'm gonna write this down hidden in the christmas comments here. and um it's short it's uh you know i don't know 100 or so pages 140 pages all right and um pretty easy to read it's great um in that it really looks at the Christmas story, the incarnation through different characters in the Christmas story. So okay. uh, Joseph, through Mary, through the angels, um, through the Magi. And um, as usual, Tim Keller's take is, um, I'd say it's c- contextually and culturally grounded in the time, which mm-hmm. is really good. Um, and um, really, he always comes at things, I think, from a pretty unique bent. Being a pastor in New York City, he wants to wrestle with the intellectual um, 
implications and just from a scholarly standpoint, try to answer some of the questions that we often find ourselves uh, asking mm -hmm. about God and about faith. And absolutely. Um, and so uh, I highly recommend this book. I think it's really good. Right on. All right. Well, that's yeah. I, I love it. It's a nice, uh, nice, easy read. Um, we were we were preparing for next week might not be so easy of a read. The book that you'll bring. We'll, we'll see about that. We'll see what happens. Some sometimes, um, yeah. Sometimes we'll, we'll, I mean, you you give them uh, <laughs> books that are that are like uh, nice, nice one to pick up and buy. That's that would be a great even gift be to give somebody. Gift. Yeah, right. It That's really a, would. It's a yeah. It's it's useful, helpful. Yeah, um, Wait, yeah. Somebody who's a follower of Jesus, or maybe somebody who's who's a seeker, yeah. and they're just sort of wondering, yeah. gosh, what. But what, what are we doing? Yeah, it's not yeah. going to be like theological overload. No, which sometimes there could be. It could be. It could be a book that might might yep. do that. So uh, that may be next time. So um, all right. Well, now for a new segment that will be every week of Christmas. Just kidding. No. <laughs> That's like no, no. I'm not. I'm joking. What if no? Um, well, um, I guess we have we have we have gifts here, and but it, and it does say on this one. Um, don't wait until Christmas to open. Well, it's not Christmas. Yet. It is not. No, it's Advent. It's Advent. <laughs> so, um, so I guess, we, I guess we do this. Whatever All this right? is. So um, I'll let you do the drum roll at home and uh, we will open. Oh, my goodness. No okay, way. well, this. How cool. This. Okay, you're showing that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show okay. socks. Oh, there's. I got some wave that socks. Way cool. Oh my goodness. And some oh shark shark socks. Oh, this is this is awesome. I love I love I love good socks. I know. I'm I know some are you wearing good some socks good ones today? I, yeah. Man, I I uh, I even some saw Christmas her. socks. This is awesome. You got oh nice. I love yes. it. Yes. I love it. And so no. This is well, look at this. Some trees. Yeah, it's from the uh, Zach, Zach Williams. Oh, uh, was goodness. he was in concert yeah. a few weeks ago here? Yes, he was. Yeah, how cool! Is this, is this a? This is a, it's like a, a bag with a. It's an apron. With an, is it an apron? Okay, I was I sure. Think it's I an did, apron. I didn't want to say that it's an apron. If, well, is this an apron? I, let's figure out what it is, I Josh. Know, I feel like, like actually. Yeah, I don't. Come on. All right. This is some good. Ears. This is some good. Good audio. Yeah, if you're listening right. to this. You're like, what is happening? <laughs> Wonderful. If you're don't if you're not watching us live right now, we're opening a gift. This yeah, is a I, it's an apron. It's gonna be an apron be because apron. It's, it's the Zach Williams well tied down. rescue story. Oh meet my and goodness! Greet, but meet, you'll notice. Oh, is I didn't see that. Yeah. N e a. Wait, wait for it. Wait for. Oh, boom! Look yeah. at that. Oh you my goodness! I don't have I don't have a uh, an apron. Or you I do now. I didn't. You have do now. An apron. Is this how you tie it around front too, or do you? Just Thanks to our back? generous listeners and Zach Williams and, and Zach Williams. And there's and a disc in there. Disc. Right on. My disc. goodness. How cool! Wow. Next year when I smoke my turkey, this is what you're gonna boom. wear. I know. That's a bookend. Crazy on the show. There I'm gonna is. I'm gonna wear it next time I barbecue. Yeah, just because. Just because. Maybe the next time Thank I you. eat a sloppy meal. Yeah. Maybe hey. I'll just wear it home. Looks good. Looks real good. <laughs> All right. Looks good. Anyway. 
Oh man, that well, is awesome. How thank cool. you. This is this special. is great. Very um, special. Yes, yes. Well, hey, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody, and uh, thank you so much for joining in. Um, what a blessing! Oh, I'm seeing the notes. Oh man, let's be praying for Pedro. Um, he's in the hospital right now. My goodness. Um, all right. Well. Let's pray for Let's him. Let's do it. Let's you do it. Want, can I pray for him? Please, please, would yeah. you? Father, we just lift up Pedro to you and um, and his family. And Lord, pray for quick healing for him, mm -hmm. please. We don't know exactly what's going on. But Lord, we know that you do. And you're the great physician. And you see him and you love him. And we just pray that uh, you're powerful um, and that you, would, uh, that you would heal. Please yeah. restore. Bring him back to wholeness, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Amen. Pedro, thanks for adding that in the comments. Yep. Um, we'll be uh, we'll be praying for you, and uh, what a terrible time to to be in the hospital. Yeah, sick. It is. So, yeah. a lot of a lot of people around that are, but um, we're uh, we're here for you, and uh, and we'll be back. We'll be back next week. I'm sure we'll take a few weeks off in the middle of Christmas time, New Year's somewhere in there, but uh, but we'll be back next week with more more Advent and. Uh, it's going to be a good, good time. Socks. And yes, we'll be wearing some good socks. All right, everybody. God bless. God bless. We'll see you guys.